Hey there, Field Trip Faithful. It's Brent. A couple ways you can support the show if you're so inclined. Patreon.com slash Brent Comedy gets you early access to episodes, exclusive episodes, and you can help me pick future topics. That's all for just $5 a month at Patreon.com slash Brent Comedy. I'm also on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff. But with that out of the way, on with the show. Welcome back to the Field Trip Podcast. My name is Brent Terhune, where we're talking about the greatest heists of all time. And, and that's just a title. I don't know if they're the greatest, but they're they're the heists that happened during a time. And my guest uh, this episode, you heard him previously on the episode entitled Stripper Stories. Welcome back, DJ Dangler. The highest of the heists. <laughs> Uh, DJ, you were on the, the this is the a contrast between stripper stories and now we're talking about heists. I, I feel like they're kind of connected. I think people would assume from this I'm a bit of a low life. Yeah, you're a degenerate. <laughs> and you look you seem to know strippers and thieves. Yeah, you could be around a stripper and then also, you know, hijack a, a truck full of wine or something, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um and I I kind of asked you to do this topic or I, I asked you to do the podcast and I had this topic in mind uh, because of something that you, you told me a while ago. Now it's become part of your, your act, your stand up. but uh, you, you, you were a bit of a smuggler and a, and a hijacker yourself. Yeah. I, well, it wasn't, I, it wasn't, I had, I, I did none of the jacking. No, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was, this is, I grew up in a farm community. I think mm -hmm. that's safe to say, or, or at least adjacent to farm communities. Yeah. Uh, and with that, I have some farming friends and some people in like the, the agribusiness. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was in high school, I would run illegal horse semen across state lines. <laughs> I don't know the ins and outs. Yeah, of horse semen. I really, I don't, mm -hmm. but I know that we were running some bootleg jizz across. <laughs> across. We were like the, the Dukes. Of, uh, there's got to be a Dukes of Hazard pun in there somewhere. Yeah, I was. I'm, we'll we'll figure it out by the end of this. Yeah, episode. We'll, we'll get there. We'll, I just, we'll get I, it I love that you called it bootleg sperm, as if like you guys are out in the woods and some overalls over a, <laughs> a, a still. sperm still. Yeah, we've got a we've got a horse hooked up to a still. He's, I'll tell you what, he's tired, but he ain't miserable. <laughs> uh, these guys are one for milking horses out in Sussex yeah. County. But yeah, like I don't really know what was going on, but I know we were told like, hey, don't get pulled over, and if yeah. you do, yeah. But I I think it had something to do with like. Uh, well, I mean, you know, like there's big money in like horse racing and lineage oh, yeah. and all that stuff. So I think it had to do with like, hey, this is a good horse. And I'm sure, I don't know. I don't know what they were avoiding. Do you know what high schoolers? Do you know what kind of horses big... it was coming from? Like, are these like, you know, th this is not American like show... pharaoh. Probably. Oh, yeah. No, I do. I, I don't really know. I don't really know. Like, I don't want to like tattle or get any. Like, I don't know. The, mm -hmm. I don't know. The, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? The statute of limitations. Yeah, yeah on this at all i don't want anybody to get in trouble but no i think they were like like show horses like big like award-winning okay yeah type whatever's like big pretty quarter horses or race horses or whatever 
Now, what when you, do you you had to do the exchange somewhere? Do you bring it to the? You could tell me as much or little as you want, but like you bring it to another farm, or you meeting in like a Kmart no, it, parking yeah. lot? Yep, it was one hundred percent dropping it off like at a farm, like at a house okay. on a farm, like the like the. I think we went, I th- like the barn. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't think we ever went into the house, but. I might have gone into like the garage to grab a soda or drop yeah. some jizz. <laughs> hey, now what's not fresh? Yeah, what's the uh, what's the container that you're transporting? Uh, it it was like a cooler. Like all we ever really saw, it looked like we were moving an organ. Okay, yeah, but we were moving an organ to get it. Boom! It's it's because I wonder if you got pulled over if the cops would even know what you're doing. I'm guessing like two 17, 18 year old kids, they might check to see if it was booze. Yeah. And like, like, but, and nope. You yeah, sure no, this is not booze? Take a drink. No, I don't yeah. want to. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, like that was it. Like it was in a, in a cooler, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. I never, uh, never had to do any of like the handling. Uh, I can't, it's weird the level of gross that you get to be just okay with working mm-hmm. out on a farm locally or oh, regularly, yeah. like growing up. Uh, like I am kind of, I, I, nobody likes gross stuff. Yeah. Like my nephew, who's a big, tough, full grown adult, like can't handle it if the cat does something gross. Oh, the cat pukes. Yeah. Yeah. Like if the cat pukes, like it wrecks his day or if like there's a cat turd outside of a litter box. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't want to like brag about how I think I can, I can get as gross as a parent of a newborn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. Like I have none of that. Yeah. It's, I, I don't like to see my cat puke, but I, yeah. I mean, at this point it's going to happen. She's got long hair. Yeah. So I might as well pick it up before it ruins the carpet quickly. Yeah. I, I think that's a really, I'm glad that I wouldn't say I have like a terrifically strong stomach. Like I can't, I throw up if I get sick. It's mm-hmm. one of the big reasons I'm not a big drinker is I'll yeah. barf, but I am glad I am not weak stomached in that regard. Now did this, this cooler, uh, did I have a smell coming off of it or was it? Nothing. No, okay. no, no, there, it was, I also like, I have no idea how much was in there. Like that's something people was have it asked heavy? me. Nope. Not okay. at all. Like, huh? Do you think and, that uh, whoever paid you to do it, uh, was messing with you and told you it was horse sperm, but it was just empty. No. <laughs> I don't. If so, he paid way too much too for much. that prank. What a prank. Cause, yeah. 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 Cause if so, he could have gotten me to do it for 30 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's a story that this is not necessarily uh, this is a heist, but not really the, the meat of the, the the program here, DJ. But go ahead. Is the difference between like a heist and a robbery heists are stuff heists have to be like objects that you would have to fence? Is I that feel like, like the, the method of planning? Like if you robbed a Speedway gas station at gunpoint, that's not really a heist to me. But okay. if. If you Ocean's Eleven to casino, that's still a heist. Yeah, but then if you also ran into the same casino with just a gun and a ski mask, that's a robbery to me. Like a heist to me uh, is kind of there's a lot of planning involved. Okay, 
and there's one quintessential one that we'll get into, but here's one along the same lines as the horse burn. This is from the Associated Press in Berlin. Uh, police in Western Germany are uh, appealing for help and cracking a potentially very cold case. No puns intended. Authorities uh, say about 60 containers of bull sperm were stolen from a farm uh, town of uh, Offland, 90 kilometers. Uh, I don't know what those are. Northeast of Cologne uh, late Monday or early Tuesday. Police said in a statement Wednesday that it's unclear how the uh, rustle happened. Uh, the precious cargo needs to be supercooled with liquid nitrogen at negative 969 degrees Celsius or three, negative 320 uh, degrees Fahrenheit. So it doesn't spoil. Uh, they're seeking tips from the public, yada, yada, but uh, it doesn't give a value. But you and I have, we're, we both write for a radio show. These are kind of daily stories that we get. Uh, and this is, this is, we've had this certain story before, not the same one. But it's kind of a thing a that happens where they they will steal sperm and there's a lot of money in that. Yeah. Uh, the cooler that like I was carrying, like it looked like a regular like big lunch cooler. Mm -hmm. It did have like a a thermosy type contraption in it that I'm guessing was super cooled on the inside. OK, like I imagine it's like that, you know, in Jurassic Park, when Newman has the <laughs> has the it's all dry ice, it looks like it's, it's all it is all dry ice. <laughs> uh, but the, dry yeah, ice the, is so cool. I yeah, love it's it. man, you could uh, really have a good wrestling entrance thanks to dry ice. Yeah, you can. It's every time I see it, I'm like, I'm a sucker for it. Like, <laughs> it's one of the, I'm like, that was money well spent, sir. Uh, there's another story of a uh, bull seaman. This was from 2015 in Minnesota. It's the it's you get it. They stole yeah. the stuff, so. Let's it's jump just, into the, the the actual heists. Uh, this one is uh, and I start. We'll start with this one because it's uh, both uh, close to home for you and me. The Seymour train robbery happened in uh, Seymour, Indiana. Is October that the first train robbery in America. No, but this is there's something significant about this. It's October sixth, eighteen sixty six. The amount stolen was eighteen thousand uh, dollars, and adjusted. Uh, for uh, today is three hundred kajillion dollars is what this what I made up. But uh, the Reno Gang was a group of outlaws that operated in the Midwest for just four years, eighteen sixty five to eighteen sixty eight. Uh, prior to October sixth, eighteen sixty six, any train robbery had occurred when the train was stationary, uh, like robbing a, a building. But the Reno Gang changed all that. John Reno, Sim Reno. And Frank Sparks boarded an Ohio and Mississippi railway train at night. At the time, valuables were locked in uh, iron safes, watched by a railroad company employee who was there to move the contents of each safe between various stations. So you got to get off. You got to drop the pearl necklace off at uh, Toledo, Ohio, whatever, you know, uh, this employee called the uh, this employee called the messenger wasn't a Pinkerton or any uh, anyone special. His name was uh, Elam Miller, and he got the uh, fright of his life when three masked men jumped on the train while it was moving. Miller uh, tried to say he was uh, only had the key to a smaller safe, which held considerably less cash and valuables. One of the robbers ripped the key from him and opened it. Inside, uh, they found $18,000 cash and jewelry, 
small packages. The bigger safe couldn't be opened on the train as the key uh, would had uh, would had to be opened by Adams Express agent and not the me uh, messenger. But the big iron safe was on wheels, so they pushed the they pushed the safe out of the train, pulled the little uh, stop lever thing, and got out. <clears throat> and it turns out they were un unable to crack that safe. So they had to flee and they left some uh, $38,000 behind. And yeah, a lot of these guys be. were, yeah, caught and uh, uh, hung or hanged from a, a tree in a place called Hangman Crossing, Indiana. And then later, more of them were hanged from the same tree. Huh. Uh, one, let me just say, I love anytime I hear about a stolen safe. Like, uh -huh. objectively, that is funny to me. Like, oh, I, yeah, it tickles me. Like, I love all of that. Stealing the safe delights me. I did think, yeah, very. Fr Indiana has a couple of weird. I want to say, like, I want to say, like, the first plane hijacking also happened in Indiana. Oh, maybe we're the first, uh, the you know, Dayton's yeah. first in flight, but Indiana's first in, <laughs> in, in theft hijacking. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think I remember like both of that. Yeah. And the first modern train robbery is, is I think what they call that. I, uh, I just Googled the first plane hijack. The first recorded aircraft hijack took place February 21st, 1931. Oh, this is in Peru. Peru, Indiana or Peru, no, Peru, Peru, uh, air, Eric, some name I can't say there's a, and for those listening, there is a Peru, Indiana. Yeah. So. It must be just being us. Uh, <laughs> it's, when I used to drive, uh, when I was in college, when I'd be driving to school, there was an exit that I would get off, or not even an exit. There was like just a sign, and it had Peru one way and Mexico the other. And I'm like, that's a fun sign. It is weird. In the yeah, middle of a cornfield. Yeah, you'll see like, uh, I don't know if it's New York, Indiana, or is it Brooklyn? There's a lot of the where it's like, this is yeah. not the Brooklyn that we all know, you know. Yeah, so I love those. Uh, we had another one, a central bank of uh, Iraq heist. This happened in Baghdad, March 18th, 2003. And the amount stolen, this is one of the bigger ones, a, a billion dollars, DJ. Now, is that the one that like Three Kings was based on? I, it doesn't say Three Kings. What's, what's the plot of that? Well, let me, let me, let me read it to you. And you tell me if this is the plot of Three okay. Kings, because I, I haven't seen the movie, but, okay. uh, so uh, Saddam Hussein sent a note to the Central Bank of Iraq. It was uh, for a mass deposit of somewhere between $900 million and $1 billion. And, of course, they he writes the note or whatever, and they do it because he's he's the head a guy in charge. Uh, three large trucks loaded up with money and were driven away. That's interesting to think about. You know, I don't know their denominations of money or anything, but a billion dollars apparently is three truckloads or three armored truckloads of money. I I think that's yeah. I I really have no idea what a billion dollars would look like. No, I've. What's the most amount know. of money you've seen in person? What's the most amount of money? I've ever seen in person because I've bought I bought like a car mate probably it's like nine thousand ten thousand dollars because I've I've bought cars that are more but it, now it's all digital I've, I don't see the yeah. money you know 
I think I can remember. I saw a guy filling up in like a cash machine once. Okay. And like, I was trying to do the math in my head and I'm like, that might be the most money I've ever seen. I wonder Cause it was how like, much, yeah, the biggest pile I've ever seen pile of, I wonder how much uh, money an ATM holds. Yes. But like that sure looked like an awful lot. Cause I'm guessing it was all twenties. Yeah. But and like, he was coming right from the truck. I can remember this is such a, uh, I had it recently and like, this isn't great, but one time I was doing a big, long, uh, run mm -hmm. and I Shows, had like, yeah. yeah, I had like four pretty good ones. I was doing a big North Dakota run mm -hmm. and I got paid in cash at like two of them. Yeah. Right. And so then like I was coming back and I had, I remember I had like three or four grand on me, which is mm -hmm. not comfortable to walk around. No, that's like, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, Mitch Hedberg crap. has the joke. He got, he's like, I got paid $5,000 for open up for the Neville brothers. And I just started buying ridiculous shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> the, too the, much the money. Yeah. To, I don't feel comfortable having that much. Money. I don't want it in my possession. And then I can remember like I was coming back and uh, I was coming back to Indiana to like do a kind of cool show. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I, like I was driving straight back to, to open up for uh mcfoley the pro wrestler yeah, right so yeah. i'm i'm super excited and i'm coming back and the promoter who like goes to pay me right and i i've just gotten back from this big long trip my wallet's weird fat mm -hmm. right he goes hey i just i didn't want to pay you out front because i've got like eight hundred dollars on me <laughs> <laughs> and it was just one of the weirdest like uh-huh yeah <laughs> and then i didn't want to say anything but i was just like well thanks now i've got thanks. yeah More but it's just like the it was just the weirdest. Like you don't even feel safe. Like it's in your pocket. You're like, did I accidentally take my pants off? Yeah, nope, I gotta get still... rid of this. I'm gonna about yeah. to. I'm about to get murdered for the. And the, yeah. the thing is, Mick Foley probably made for that yeah. one show what you made. Yeah, <laughs> he, he probably. Yeah, yep. Yeah, uh, he, he definitely did. Gave it a Google. An ATM can hold up to two hundred thousand dollars. Okay, so yeah, because I didn't want to sound like an idiot, but I'm like, I'm gonna think it was like tw I'm, I was saying it was at least like twenty or thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, but that's, that's I'm just guessing a lot it was way money. more than that. It was one of those where this sounds so awful. I saw it, and for just a split second, I was like, <laughs> grab it and run, grab it yeah, and run, just yeah. grab it, and that's a <laughs> life changing amount of money to me. Like it was just yeah. one of those like, this is it, DJ. If today goes right, if you. If you could be Rambo for 15 minutes, mm -hmm. you're done working. And that qualifies. At, that's a robbery. That's not a heist. That's a robbery. You're right. A robbery yeah. you planned in two seconds. A heist would yep. have been months. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Three large trucks loaded up with money and were uh, driven away. Sodom said the mass withdrawal was to ensure funds didn't end up in insurgent hands. He had the money uh, flown to Kuwait where it was found, but that was uh, only the second stage of the heist. Now under control of a completely different owner, the U.S. government decided the money should be doled out uh, by uh, the uh, transitional government of Iraq. Millions of dollars went missing. Some were stolen by U.S. service members. 
Some of them uh, mailed it home to their wives. Others bought cars and other items when they got home to America. All in all, 35 service members were convicted of stealing various sums of money. I, that is not like the exact story. Of, I would guess, though, that Three Kings heard that story. Okay. And then wrote a cool story like, hey, is this a fun idea? Yeah, let's make it sexy in Hollywood. You you know, you said you were what you watched the guy load the ATM. And is, is there a number in your head that it has to be for you to be like, I'm robbing this place? Because like a billion dollars, that's. If if you could get away with it, but what's the low number then? I I think I don't have a low number because I'm so nervous I would encounter it. Yeah. Like I mean it and I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, but like no, I'm a I'm a house cat. I am an mm-hmm. indoor dog. Yeah. <laughs> like you know I don't think about robbing and not because I'm a good guy just because it's not something I think about. Like, yeah, I guess that, I mean, I could use that to justify. I don't think about that because I'm a Christian. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, I don't think of robbing and, either because I just, I just, you see the stories of, Oh, then they were hanged. Of course, yeah. that's probably not going to happen today. Right. It's, I, I talk about this some with other people, like just in general, I'm really slow, like in a foot race. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not a terrible athlete. Like I played sports and stuff and like, yeah. I'm fairly coordinated. I was very rarely last picked at stuff, mm-hmm. but I was last place in a lot of foot races. Like mm-hmm. I am, I am slower than many worse athletes. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so I've never once thought about getting away. <laughs> like <laughs> my options, I, I've never thought about running away. Mm-hmm. So it's always like I have to get away with it. Like <laughs> if that's uh yeah, there's uh, it, 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 when I grab the bag, then I'm on the subway and I'm gone as opposed to now I got to hoof it. Yeah. Mine's always been like, I'm going to have to hide this and trick people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause it's even, I'm not even fast enough to kick a guy's ass and run away. <laughs> that dude's going to limp and catch me. <laughs> <laughs> now let's, let's say you find a bag of money and it, uh, no, no, I'm, okay. I'm that kind of scummy. Yeah. No. Yeah. Nobody, think... nobody knows about it and nobody gets hurt. No. Like when I hear stories about like people returning stuff, probably not. I might yeah. give it away. <laughs> like if I didn't need it. Mm hmm. But the idea of returning money to a bank or a company, no. Yeah, to the <laughs> bank, no. The no. bank, the bank's I mean, got money. If I, if I found your wallet, probably. Yeah, I'd, I could. You know what? I'd understand if I was a couple twenties light. You know, you gave. I, that's at least I'd save me a trip to the DMV. Uh, I had a moment. Not. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I had a moment not that long ago where I had more money in my wallet than I wish I did. Like one mm-hmm. of those, like, like not like maybe close to a grand, like yeah. maybe. And I fucking left it at a restaurant and oh my God. But then when I went to pick it up, it was all there. Yeah. And I was almost even just like, and I, like I went to give a tip and I was like, no, no, no. And like close the door real quick. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? Because like I was gonna grab something and give it to him. Yeah. No, I, like, I I don't think I've had that happen to me, but I've done it where I've returned stuff and then this is not me being I'm a good person. It's just man, I'd I'd want you to give me back my shit too, you know, like Yeah. But it was one of those where like I was so shocked and it was one of those even where I was like, No, let me give you a tip, because now you're just the guy that almost made a grand like yeah i don't know the balance on that i don't know i get weird with like gifts and tips yeah it's it's, it's a weird system just in general yeah i don't want you to think i'm an asshole and i want you to be rewarded for the work you've done my uh it's it's weird talking about having a bunch of cash on you because my next door neighbor and i say next door he was across the street growing up he didn't have credit cards. He didn't want to use them. He didn't believe them in right. them. So he care like, you know, like you have the, in your wallet where you would keep pictures, those little plastic things, or you'd keep credit cards. They were full of hundred dollar bills. And he would just be like, I'm paying cash. And if anybody tries to kill me, he, he said, Bob's dying for his money. So it's just like how how I don't hey. I don't know how much money, but he felt comfortable hey. to tell me and my brother that. Thanks for bringing him up. But uh, <laughs> also, he he just a side note. He just had a crossbow, and he was like, uh, "If anybody breaks in, they're never going to hear it coming." So it's yeah. like that's the kind of people that lived across the street from from us was uh, cash carrying. Yeah, well, Cross Norman folk. Reedus over there with cash <laughs> money, Norman Reedus. Listen. You think you think CrossFit folks are obnoxious? <laughs> Crossbow, <laughs> Crossbow folks. <laughs> uh, let's take a, another field trip to Dresden, Saxony, Germany, November twenty fifth, twenty nineteen. This one's also up to a billion dollars. Located, <laughs> I know it's crazy. Some of the, none of these are. That's the, I'm guessing the people who are pulling these heists off, and I I mean this are probably already millionaires, right? I think you'd have to... Like, to, to be to have yeah. access to a billion. To, to know the people, and then to pay off the people, and then have the tech to, to pull off the stuff. Yeah, yeah, I feel like you're sitting pretty, pretty, you know? It, it's one of those where it's... Like, I always think it's fascinating when you read, like, fantasy literature, or even mm -hmm. just, like, old 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 stories were like thief was a profession yeah grave like, robber like, and yeah yeah like what do you do well i rob a few times in my life mm -hmm. and live off that but it's also a weird thing when that be like to have someone who can live that way means inherently your system is so corrupt that that kind of wealth can be hidden or oh yeah not you like that's weird too when you think of it that way when you're like mm, the biggest heist ever and then you just become a weird jerk that becomes a sovereign citizen yeah. or whatever. And but then also if I if you stole a billion dollars it's hard for me to feel bad for the billionaire, you know? Yeah. Cuz how crazy is it that I doubt that that yeah, that guy wasn't all of a sudden dispossessed. It wasn't like yeah. he went yeah. to ooh, now I've got to live on the street. What, he, what did he, he do? He knows he enough people to yeah. Yeah. Uh, You've heard the famous story about when Trump was bankrupt and he uses that position to talk shit about a homeless person. 
when he was like, that guy has more money than me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's yeah, like sure. that famous story. I'll take your connections anyway. Yeah, like, uh, oh, that's heartbreaking. The Green Vault Museum is in uh, Saxony, Germany, the largest treasure uh, collection in Europe. Items date back to the 16th century, and since this was uh, 2019, the muse- museum had real security, but it was difficult for alarms to sound. The power was cut off. and In the early hours of uh, Monday morning, November 25th, thieves set fire at an electrical distribution point nearby, cutting the museum's power and turning the area dark. Immediately, thieves smashed through small corner window near the museum's historic jewelry collection, uh, which consists of, quote, uh, 10 rooms with about 3,000 items of jewelry and other recognized masterpieces, end quote. Wearing headlamps, they smashed glass and stole priceless jewels. It's not uh, entirely clear how much of those are, what those are worth. Initial reports said 1 billion uh, euros, which is $1.2 billion. Later reports say that the items had fallen way short of a billion dollars. I think that happens a lot with like like those types of things when they're like, how much did they get? Like the the initial estimates are insane. Yeah, and then the thing is, I I I, I don't know too many people that would also be upset about five hundred million dollars. You know, yeah. Uh, the thieves were in and out fast as police were called to the museum not long after the initial break in. They fled the scene in an Audi A6 sedan, then lit it on fire in an underground parking lot, presumably to flip vehicles. Police and museums operators fear that the thieves uh, will melt down the gold and silver treasures and take out all the diamonds and and just ruin all the all those historical items. Uh, four suspects have been arrested as of d- December 2020. Uh that's a thing I always think is kind of fascinating with like jewelry theft Mm -hmm. is how it's always kind of destroyed. Like I can remember uh, I had a, somebody broke into my car like 10 or 15 years ago yeah, and they stole a ring that my dad had given me. Mm -hmm. And it was like a big dumb ring. Like, I mean, it was only worth a few hundred dollars tops. It wasn't like a a awesome, whatever family heirloom. But it was enough to be worth something. But then when I was like, when I went to file the report, they were like, oh, no, that ring is destroyed. <laughs> like, <laughs> they, like, yeah, you will not. It's been melted down. Like, it, but it's a weird thing to realize that, like, that's what most jewelry is. Like when people buy jewelry on whatever, it's going to be destroyed when you're done with it. Melted down. And then, you know, especially it will. There'll be another case here that we talk about, but it's also hard to sell the exact item that you stole yeah, yeah but it, but even just like the idea of in general though like that that jewelry in itself is almost a scam like not to sound like a jerk there but it's one of those mm-hmm. like oh this is worth uh no it's worth what it's made out of <laughs> yeah like, and it, it you know a lot of the items are worth what people pay for it so as if yeah. it's it's worth whatever somebody will give it you know give it you for it so uh, this one is the Hatton Garden job in London, England, April 2nd, 2015. Uh, it was about $19 million. L- low numbers. Uh, we started off big. Yeah. 
uh, might not be the biggest heist in history, but it's certainly one of the greatest. The Hatton Garden robbers weren't your ordinary criminals. That's why I like this one. Uh, okay. Half of them were senior citizens. Uh, looking, I just, I, it's empowering, you know? Yeah. Looking for one last score before cashing in on uh, in the big casino in the sky. That's their wording. I, I wouldn't say big casino, okay. but anytime, any you've seen a movie, anytime it's one last job. And then I'm out. That never goes okay. well. Yeah. It's always How many like, people I, got, died? I got eight days till retirement and I'm a police officer. Well, don't say that. That that yeah. means something's bad. Bad's going to happen. It is just a weird, though. It, it's impossible. It was a casino that they ripped off. No, it, they they're going to cash in to the, at, big, at casino. the big casino. Yeah. yeah. So the, the, the Guardian called them uh, Diamond Weezers, which I think, you know, it's like I think geezers is you know the, the language difference while the french press dubbed them the granddad's gang uh yeah, that's not bad uh hatton security deposit limited is located in a shared building the thebes used an elevator shaft to reach the basement where they forced open shutter doors and used a heavy duty drill to bore into the vault uh which was six and a half feet of reinforced concrete Prior to the robbery, the gang's alarm expert tampered with security systems using a 2G mobile phone jammer to block the alarm signal. I'm guessing that wasn't one of the old people. Yeah, I was going to say to, yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you do this? Uh, once inside, they tore open about 70 deposit boxes, believed uh, to be about $200 million was stolen, but that number has since been dropped down to 19 million. The heist was carried out by six elderly ringleaders ranging from the ages of 50 to the late 70s. Another four people were also convicted and connection. So I feel like 50 is unfair. That's not just me having a birthday this weekend. I'm not 50, but I don't feel like 50s. Well, 50s not a senior citizen. No, but definitely 50 like is still 70s. your prime. Yeah, 70 definitely is. Yeah, like 50, 50, you know enough, your and then you can get years. some young bucks in there to do the heavy yeah. lifting, you know? Yeah, if the if the crime leader was 50, I would still feel like, uh, how old do you think the Joker is? <laughs> oh, it depends on what timeline you're talking I know. about. How, I know, but like, that's what they, like, how old do you think, uh, how old do you think uh, the bad guy in Heat was? I often forget which one was the bad guy. I think De Niro. I've only seen Heat once. I need to watch it again. It's overrated. I it's not bad, but everybody mm -hmm. talks about oh, you gotta see it's the it's fine. Yeah, like, I thought like, it was overrated when I saw it, but it, it usually when two. I see something for the first time that's got a lot of hype, it's always a disappointment. And then I on upon rewatches, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, like to I, me, I, more the 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 that old ringleader guy would be like Lawrence Tierney from Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Yeah, like where he's like he calls it a caper. Nobody yeah. says caper, but I enjoy it. Like where he's like, well, we're we're playing in this caper here. Yeah. To me, that's the guy's been around the block a couple times, and now he's running shit. You know. So even though that's an armed robbery, would that one be a heist, or is that kind of bleeding in the two reservoir? I think dogs? it's it turns. I think it was a heist turned into a robbery because they that it goes okay. bad in reservoir okay. dogs. Okay. Uh, let's go to Antwerp, Belgium, February 15 and 16, uh, 2003. This one a lot of foreign heists, a lot of foreign, yeah. you know, you keep I... it local, <laughs> uh, steal local if you can, you know, uh, $100 million. 
an Italian man named Leonardo uh, Notaro below. Uh, I'm going to call him Leo the whole time. Yeah, led yeah. a gang of thieves to pilfer at least a hundred million dollars worth of diamonds, jewels, gold, and other valuables. Uh, process took 18 months. This is this is the heist. If it takes you 18 months, that's the heist. Uh, first beginning with uh, Leo posing as a diamond merchant so he could surveil the Antwerp Diamond Center for information about its main vault located two floors down and protected by infrared heat detectors, Doppler radar, a seismic sensor, and three-ton steel door housing, a lock with 100 million possible combinations. This is a heist, DJ. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're not just run, run and gun with, you know, uh, yeah. the the theft uh, was brilliant and more clever than anything you'd find in a Hollywood film. The thieves snuck a small camera above the vault door, which could spy on combination guards used to open it. The camera oh. would broadcast the data to sensor uh, to a sensor, which was hidden in a fire extinguisher in a nearby storage room. That's this is see this is where you you can't yep. be poor to pull off this job, yep. you know. Uh, Leo sprayed hairspray on the thermal motion sensors and the fault in the vault itself to be used as a kind of a timer. With the heat sensors uh, were blinded by tape and styrofoam. He also said uh, they practice on a life-size replica of the vault itself. This is like Ocean's Eleven type shit. Where yeah, that's they, awesome. They built another place, you know. The story of Leo, uh, of how they performed the heist is absolutely fascinating. When it was all said and done, the robbers had so much loot they had to leave some behind. Uh, he and his gang of five were arrested, all except for one man, but they were given... Relatively light sentences. The majority of diamonds were never recovered. <laughs> when it, that what that was the one where I was like, "This is a heist." Where they're renting yeah. a place in the building, and and it, this is like uh, Mission Impossible, where they will spray the spray, and then they could see all the the light beams, or you can't cross them, or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a, I'm I'm happy to know that that really happens. Yeah. Like the the Soma Hayek sexy slinking through the lasers, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's I, Catherine Zeta Jones, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> I know it's Catherine Zeta Jones, but I'm assuming Soma Hayek's also sexily slinked through some lasers in a movie. I if tried not, my fair share. That yeah. seems like something you'd have out at an escape room or laser tag, like a game you'd play to try and get through the lasers. They should have that, like at the fair. Mm hmm. I would do that at the fair. That would be real fun. It's probably expensive to do unless you're heisted some money. Yeah, you'd have uh, to boost a, yeah. I think it's also funny, though, the guys that had the money to pull off this crazy heist didn't get in that much trouble. The guys oh, with yeah. guns that jumped on a train hanged from a tree. <laughs> like the, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, where it's, uh, maybe it's like a, I guess if you have money to rob a place, you could probably afford some good attorneys. Yeah, I, it is. What it I was like, yeah, hey, we can't, we can't fire this guy. He's our cousin. Uh, here, uh, here's some local ones, DJ. The United California Bank burglary. This happened in the Laguna Nigual, California. I think I'm saying that right. March twenty fourth, nineteen seventy two. Thirty million dollars. Uh. 
group of criminals and safe crackers from Youngstown, Ohio, reportedly received a tip from Jimmy Hoffa that Richard Nixon was storing $9 million in dirty campaign money in a bank in California. Criminals hated Nixon, of course, so they wanted the money. Uh, so the seven men headed over uh, to the bank. They cut a hole through the roof, bypassed an alarm, and dropped into the concrete vault. From there, they drilled holes into the vault and lined it with explosives, then covered it with sacks of dirt to muffle the explosion, which blew a hole uh, straight through. The group's leader, Emil Decinio, claims that uh, it wasn't, $30 million in there, but they, they did help themselves to $12 million worth of bonds, jewelry, coins, and cash. Uh, he and his gang hit another bank the exact same way in Ohio not long before that, which gave the FBI enough info to link the burglaries and find the criminals. Decinio served more than 30 years in prison. The 2019 movie Finding Steve McQueen is based on this heist. Okay. So that's a, you got to it's a, that's the wet bandits type thing where you can't be pulling the same type of job and have because yeah. then they'll know what you've been hitting. Uh, however, I do love it when like a bank robber will kind of be known and still not caught like, like the, the Banksy type where it's like you yeah. can tell that the, the brush strokes are in there, you know? Yeah. Uh Hmm. Let's jump to this one. The Knights Bridge Security uh, Deposit Robbery. London, England, July 12, 1987, $98 million. Uh, Valerio uh, Vice, an Italian criminal, was 32 and already wanted for 50 armed robberies when he decided to make the biggest smash and grab of his entire life. The heist was relatively simple. Two well-dressed men with briefcases posed as potential clients looking to open an account at the Knightsbridge Safe Deposit Center. Uh, center, Conning their way inside, they produced handguns, which were hidden in their briefcases and held up the manager, chained two security guards. This is closer to robbery, robbery than a heist, but it's still a heist, I think. This is kind of the, this is kind of the Reservoir Dogs yeah. situation. This is more scouted, but it's... It's still they call it a smash and grab. Like, yeah, they uh, made their way through 113 of the center's 4000 deposit boxes, hauling off millions and millions of dollars outside a third man dressed as a security guard turned away customers. So that's more heisty where they're, they they yeah. got costumes. Yeah. Uh the left behind a bloody fingerprint, which led to his capture. Only 10 million dollars or uh, 14 million dollars, rather. Uh, were ever recovered. He was given 22 years in prison, but was ex extradited to Italy where he was, quote, uh, he was strolling the beachside cafes on his way to work at a publisher's office, visiting his flat and returning to jail at 1030 every night. Uh, he died in 2000, uh, uh, blasted dead by a submachine gun, uh, Vasice had shot a cop in the leg with a 357 Magnum, and the cop was a little too quick on the draw to uh, to have Vasice have him take out the rest of the way. So the cop shot him down. But this guy was in prison, going and doing all bunch of shit, and back in jail at 
and shot a guy while going like well not just a guy a cop yeah that's pretty that's pretty not in prison (laughs) yeah like yeah that's that's, that's some jeffrey epstein type stuff where you hear when he was in jail it wasn't really jail you know yeah like when you said he died i was totally like expecting to hear like he died sleeping or whatever when you were like died when a cop shot him down after he shot the cop yeah it's nuts one or two uh, more. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, this go, is great. Go ahead. Wait, so wait, that where was that one? That was... It, um, it happened here, but it was an Italian. That was in London, England, but the okay. guy was extradited to Italy. Okay. A okay. um, couple more. Uh, uh, this one, Stockholm, Sweden, December uh, 22nd, 2000. Then this one is $30 million to $55 million. A bit after 5 p.m. in Stockholm, Sweden, two cars exploded at two hotels near Stockholm's National Museum. At the same time, three men, one wielding a submachine gun, enters the museum's lobby. The place was still open, and the man with the gun instructed staff and visitors to stay down while the other two ran upstairs. The men uh, took off with three paintings, a Rembrandt, self-portrait and to uh help me with this dj is it renoir r-e-n-o-i-r-s wait say it again renoir i was correct uh police were on the way but the thieves weren't running away by car instead they hopped in a motorboat sped off i like this is a chase got a nice chase to it uh to aid their escape they threw nails down in front of the museum I like that they like pre-planning of let's let's mess with these cops' tires. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, I like it. But unfortunately, their plan wasn't foolproof. The pieces of art were extremely expensive, but uh, also nearly impossible to peddle them uh, in the dark market. Following yeah. a month, police received ransom notes demanding a few million dollars or krona, uh, along with uh, photographs of the stolen paintings. But the museum refused to pay up, and by 2001, several people involved in the crime were arrested. 2001, police found one of the Renoir uh, during a uh, unrelated drug raid, and in 2005, an arrest of a <laughs> Bulgarian crime syndicate boss in L.A. led to the discovery of another Rembrandt, as well as information. I, Go ahead, yeah. I, I think that's more telling of how out of control their drug problem had gotten when the drug dealers buy in Renoir. <laughs> like when you're buying Renoirs, you're not a drug dealer anymore. <laughs> well, I, I think the thing was they were also in drugs and they couldn't move these paintings at all. Yeah. Um, that one of them was caught, uh, because the the sellers were attempting to offload the forty two million dollar painting for just a hundred thousand dollars, but uh, one of the buyers was an undercover FBI agent. This is interesting because it's an art heist, but you st- you again you can't melt down a painting yeah. and have it become something else. It's only a Picasso or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, you can't scrap that. For, hey, you you can at least get eighty bucks out of the frame. It's it's just that's uh yeah that's one where it's like what a great heist, but then you what do you do? You can't put a, a Rembrandt on Craigslist, you know? Yeah, I think about that right now with like the weird movement in protests that people are doing, like where they're gluing yeah. themselves to these paintings mm-hmm. and like 
part, like my immediate reaction is outrage. And then my other reaction is like, oh yeah, how much do I really give a shit about the Mona Lisa? Yeah. Like, do I really think the Mona Lisa is worth a a hundred million dollars or because they say it's priceless, right? Like, I mean, but you'd have to put a price on it, at least for the insurance type things, you know? Like, like, there's a weird part of me where I'm like, we have the picture. (laughs) Like, we know. And there are other, you know, pictures of the picture and different versions, you know? And and I understand, like, needing the original or wanting the original, but that does become just a weird Pokemon collection at the, like, yeah. At this point, there really is no difference between the replica and the original. I, it's I, it's uh, what are the th- the digital trend things the um NFTs yeah NFTs where it's just like yeah. I could see the picture of the NFT I don't yeah. need to own the thing yeah I guess cer- certain people need to own certain but things but not need me to say this is it and I'm like I don't know man if you told me tomorrow that the hamburger I was eating wasn't real hamburger I wouldn't be outraged. <laughs> yeah, it's that Matrix yeah. thing where he's like, I know yeah. it's not steak, but it's steak to me. Yeah, I, I guess I am more of that mindset. Uh, that'd be so weird, though, to when that like when something like that backfires so badly, do you think it was they had a plan to sell it and the plan fell apart or they had an opportunity to steal it? And figured they could plan it after or sell it afterwards. Probably, yeah. I I almost feel like when you steal art, you got to have a buyer lined up. But then, also with like, then the buyer can't display that because then they'd be like, yeah. "Isn't that the thing that was stolen?" You know. I just uh, maybe they were. I guess probably not thinking it through because they're also in drugs or probably whatever is the easiest to make money. They don't. They don't give a shit. You know. Well, I'm guessing like when they found it with that drug dealer, I I would guess that somebody ended up being like, hey, how would you give me as many drugs as you can for this? Yeah, give me two bricks of uh, your Swedish Chiba. Because I mean, Uh, like, because that's a weird thing where like how much is how much are drugs worth? Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What you how how much you want to pay? I'll trade you two Van Goghs for uh yeah. for that heroin. Yeah. Uh, th- here's the last one. We'll end it locally. Thank it's you. the uh, Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum theft. This was in uh, Boston, March 18th, 1999 or 1990 rather. Five hundred million dollars. For over 20 years, the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum heist has been uh, fascinated. Or, or frustrating to the FBI and art world. In early hours of March 18th, 1990, two men disguised as police officers approached the museum. Uh, the guards on duty that night were two young men. One of them, Rick Abbott, broke protocol, let the fake cops through the um, employee entrance, believing that there had been a disturbance of some kind. It's It's amazing if you could just get in the back door you could go into concerts. You could go into all kinds yeah. of places. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can remember. Do you do you remember the rally to restore sanity? Was that the John Stewart thing? Yeah. Yeah. 
it was the first time I had ever been to Washington, D.C. Like mm -hmm. most people get to take a middle school trip there, but I was too farm school for that even. <laughs> uh, but I can remember there were a bunch of dickheads. This group of guys just had a bunch of uh, clipboards and yeah. like hard hats. Mm -hmm. and they just walked right up to the front. Like it, it was a weird like when by the time somebody finally caught them, we were all just outraged. Like it was uh, <laughs> like they just whistled and walked through thousands yeah. of people you just have like a, a a windbreaker that says security on it yeah or like an orange uh vest like you're working in traffic and you know even if you're in a hospital nobody's gonna ask you why why are you wearing that white coat yeah you know like just yeah. if you look the part in certain places you could get in yeah oh that's uh terrifying yeah but anyway right? yeah sorry yeah you want to you could probably get a white coat on on uh, Amazon right now. <laughs> I used to. It was. It's less funny now. One because people, I I think this is a good thing. People care more about the homeless in our society mm -hmm. than they did when I started. And also, even pre pandemic, but definitely post pandemic, our acceptance of people wearing pajamas all day has exponentially risen <laughs> since the yeah. year it's the 2005 uh, probably the freshman like it's that gas I, station's finest you could somebody there's always somebody at the gas station wearing pajamas yeah but like when did that happen early aughts it seems like that yeah where you could see some sponge spongebob pajama pants out in public yeah, but like I used to make the joke that uh, like it was right when I started, but uh, because my my best friends were in med school, mm -hmm. it's like my my best friend gave a homeless guy in our neighborhood a pair of scrubs, and now he can sleep anywhere he wants. Ah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, and like it used to be like I mean it's still kind of funny, but now mm -hmm. people are just but it was I can also just remember it because I would see med school like med students passed. <laughs> Like <laughs> you look exactly like a hobo right now. It, yeah, it'd be confusing yeah. if they had it was a med student in scrubs, but also with a bindle. <laughs> I think they should start making kids carry all their stuff in bindles. I think, yeah. It, it, I, if you don't know what a bindle is, it's that stick with like the handkerchief on the end. Yeah, Nobody uses the, a bindle anymore. Let's let's bring yeah. that back. Yeah, it's it's the uh, hobo suitcase. I'm surprised there's not some high-end fashion uh, designer that's had the bindle and it costs. I'm gonna tell you right now, if, yeah, yeah, no. If we if we get like a fancy like what what are they called like shims like when they're little, like when if we, if you were to take a pashmina and wrap it around a fancy mm -hmm. long whatever, yeah, yeah, we could totally do couture bindles. What's the thread count on that bindle? <laughs> yeah, I think we're on to something right now. Big fancy bindles. Have some fingerless gloves. It's hobo yeah. chic. Yeah, I love uh, it. Like, while the thieves surveyed the grounds, they asked the guard who let them in if anyone else was in the museum. Abbott, uh called his fellow guard, Randy uh, Hestan, down. <laughs> the thieves who had uh, not said they were thieves yet then told Abbott to come from behind the desk to prove his identity because they might have a warrant for his arrest. It's also worth noting that the museum, despite holding countless treasures of art, had only a single panic button, and that was behind the desk. The thieves handcuff Abbott and then uh, 
Hestand arrived, handcuffed him as well. The thieves announced they were uh, there to rob the museum. And I, I can imagine if they were handcuffed that they're not there to sweep the floors, you know. Yeah. Uh, in 81 minutes, the two thieves uh, stole 13 works of art, including three pieces of Rembrandt, several of uh, uh, Degas, sorry, uh, a Manet, not a Monet, it's a Manet. Right. Uh, that's what I like on my sandwiches, mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> a French imperial eagle from uh, Napoleonic Wars and an ancient Chinese ritual vessel. The thieves were simply, uh, and they disappeared into the night. None of the pieces have ever been found. Oh. Uh, so I, it's got to be so frustrating to just be handcuffed to the desk and watch these assholes wheel out a painting, you know? Like it was such a sweet gig before that day. <laughs> like, yeah, all you I'm had guessing to do was before just, yeah. that, just not be drunk. <laughs> like, hey, don't be visibly drunk at your job. <laughs> oh, yeah, and it had huh. the two guards. So that was back in uh, what year was that? 1990. Have uh, I feel like that might be the inspiration for the one Ben Affleck movie, The Town, or whatever. The town, did they steal art in that one? Or was that bank truck? I don't remember. I feel like it was but art. They, but they do dress confusing. up as cops in the town. There's a, isn't that the one where, like, it's like a, I could be confusing two movies, but isn't that the one where, like, they steal a Jackson Pollock and nobody recognizes it? Like, they use it as, like, a drop cloth? Oh, I don't remember. Maybe, maybe that's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's kind of a joke on, like, they steal a Jackson Pollock and nobody realizes it's a Jackson Pollock. Okay, yeah. Well, there, there's several news stories of, oh, that we didn't even realize this one painting was upside down. Yeah. Um, But to that story also with the, with the robbing a, uh, a museum, have, have you ever worked in retail? No, I worked in uh, fast food in uh, high school, and I worked in a hospital in the kitchen in college. Yeah. Like I was go like, I was, uh, I never had a robbery scare, but like I worked at a gas station third shift. Mm -hmm. And like, I had, I had a guy come in that was screwed up on something and I got scared one. And I'm just like trying to think of how terrifying that would be. Like, Oh yeah. No, I only really, I got scared at work. Like like that type of scared twice, mm -hmm. and both of them were nothing. But I remember those days vividly. Like, hey, remember that time you got freaked out for no reason? Yeah, and but then you you know it's no wonder that you go into a certain gas stations and it's uh, the guys behind a hundred percent glass. Yeah, I worry about it, like because I am frequently traveling, like create weird hours. Oh yeah, and I'm I often. I don't know. I don't think I look like most travelers at three in the morning. Mm -hmm. Well, you're a bigger like, guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bigger dude, and I, I think I look more alert <laughs> than mm -hmm. most big guys. Yeah, and people don't like the big guys alert. <laughs> like that's a threat. But yeah, I like, when, I, when I worked at Arby's, they I think they got robbed three times the three years I worked there. And I was never there for any of them, but I was there like minutes before one of them. 
And then like the guy came in and robbed the place and put everybody in the walk-in. There's like the walk-in cooler, but then there's the freezer, which was super cold. So he put everybody in there and then eventually they came out because he's out robbing the place or whatever. But, uh, you know, he couldn't have gotten away with more than $500. Yeah. But that, and that's the kind of kind of stuff where you're more likely to get killed over 200 bucks than a Rembrandt, you know? Yeah. I used to, this is such a dorky thing. Uh, maybe this, maybe this is why people behind the counter get nervous. Uh, when I was in college, my buddies and I used to love to like steal shit from fast food places like chairs or tables. Like <laughs> yeah. we had a whole, like we had a table that had like four different chairs from different fast food places. Mm-hmm. We were just jerk. I mean, we were being 19, 20 year old dickheads, you know? Yeah. But my logic was, I had a I had a great big buddy, like a friend that was bigger than I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, even if they catch us, they're not going to fight us for eight dollars an hour. Like they don't give a shit about this job. No, <laughs> um, over a chair. Who, who yeah, cares like, about the hey, chair? Guy you know? came in. and But it's even funny. Like a lot of times we would just look like we were supposed to be moving it and guys wouldn't even notice we were taking it. Yeah, like, you had the uh, so you had the clipboards and, and hard hats. Yeah, hard hats. yeah. <laughs> we, we just looked like we, we were just confident. And they're like, oh, the table must have needed moved. Yeah, go ahead. Sure. Yeah, it did. Needed uh, moved. To, to our bases. Yeah. yeah. Uh what what would you like to plug? I don't know when this is going to come out, so you you can keep it evergreen if you'd like to, but anything you want to you want to plug before we get out of here. Uh anybody in the Indiana area, I'm I'm starting up another stretch of my fancy trash shows in 2023. Mm-hmm. So I think I'll have one January. Uh we'll definitely have one in January. I'm hoping February, March. I, I like to do them in a in a stretch like that. The fancy trash show. It's a uh, live action role playing game. It's a build your own escape room. It's super fun. Like it's a weird, dorky, kind of trivia entertainment experience. Yeah, and that's at the White Rabbit Cabaret, White which Rabbit is Cabaret. one of my favorite venues in the city. In it's, it's super fun. I love them for letting me do this weird, dorky experiment, and they've all been so much fun. Like I can say, are is the show ready or perfect? No, but mm-hmm. it's always, it's always real good. Yeah. Like it's a fun, it's a fun night out. And also what, what are you on social media? Uh, DJ Dangler, real easy or DJ mm-hmm. Dangler is handsome. Letter D, letter J. Yeah. Full name. All I got. Uh, thanks for being on this field trip. Uh, yeah. DJ. This fun the... learning about robberies. Yeah. I also let's... love knowing. I love knowing Indiana has some gritty history. <laughs> yeah. John, we didn't even talk about John Dillinger. That's, those are more robberies, though. Yeah. Um, those are. Yeah. Thanks for being I, on so, this caper. So the planning is the difference. That's I think that's what it is. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. So I don't know. I like it. thanks for being on the caper. Yeah, this was this was super fun. This was cool. Uh, I'm if we had if we had to have cool color names. You, you've got to be you've got to be Mr. Red, right? It's You're too obvious. In- I want. I know, I, but I don't want to be Mr. Pink. I'm not being Mr. Pink either. <laughs> I'm Mr. Chartreuse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Mr. Plan. <laughs> See you, man. You're the coolest. See you, buddy.